This is Colorado Issues, and I'm Tom Moeller. My guest is Arak Garang. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. All right. Good to have you with us, Arak. Thank you for and having us. And Roger Vadin. That's correct. And Roger, you're you're a, a school principal here. I I heard. Down I am. In the hallway somewhere. I'm a school principal in a school district up north. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you're on the board of uh, Seeds of South. Sudan. I'm not a board member, but I'm a huge sponsor, ah, of, a sponsor. of anything that Iraq does. Okay. If Iraq needs something, he lets me know. All right. Tell us, uh, first of all, you know, what is it? What is the Seeds of South Sudan, and how did you come to originate? You are obviously from the South Sudan. Yes, I am. Uh, seed of South Sudan actually originated. I used to be in a refugee camp. For almost 10 years, and when I come here to the United States, when I get opportunity uh, to be here in the U.S. after I graduate from college, and I went back to the refugee camp, I came back and talked to friends to help the kids that live in a refugee camp. So from there, actually, our mission is to educate, to empower, and to equip children that survive genocide uh, in South Sudan. Give us kind of a history of South Sudan and the genocide and to bring people up uh, with what goes on in that uh, in that country now. Yes, Sudan, has, it used to be Sudan, and it we have been going through a lot. And uh, because of civil war that has been going on in the country for over 22 years, so the country has been divided into two, and that was in 2011. There is Sudan now and South Sudan, and the separation was that to bring peace in these two countries. Although now South Sudan is still uh, struggling and there is tribal fighting, uh, the goal of separation of two countries was to bring peace. And then you became a refugee... Yes, uh, I became a refugee uh, that was in 1989. That was when I was seven years when my villages were, were attacked, and I ran to a boy not to be killed. And I went to the neighboring country, the country of Ethiopia. So from there, we were checked out at the gunpoint again to go back to Sudan, and then to we were told by the United Nations to go to go to Kenya. And I arrived in Kenya in 1992, and I stayed there for almost 10 years. 10 years. Before I came. In a refugee camp. In a refugee camp. I understand you're known, or there's a story about you as a lost boy. Tell us about that. Yeah, the story of the lost boy started uh, when I was seven, uh, when my village was attacked. My father were killed. Many people were killed. I was lucky. I was outside of the village. So during that time, we saw people running out of the village, screaming and smoke rising from the village. So we started running, hoping that in the evening we would come back. But the militias were running after us. So the few adults that were with us told us to keep running, to keep running, and we keep running. And in the evening, we were told that the only way is to go to Ethiopia because the militias were chasing us. So we started this journey. We didn't have any shoes. We didn't have any clothes. We didn't have any food. 
So we just eat anything, leaf of tree, fruits, drink any dirty water that we could get. We could get along the way. And some of my friends die because of lack of food, because of lack of water. And uh, some get lost. And we end up in Ethiopia after three months of walking. And the United Nations came and uh, gave us food medicine. And during that time, you know, there were over 20,000 of us who didn't have their foreign. And that was when the United Nations came with and gave us the name Lost Boys uh, from Sudan. Mm. Now, what is the situation now today in South Sudan? Yeah, the situation now in South Sudan, it is started in 2013. It is started as a political thing, and then it turned into tribal thing, and uh, that actually forced people to to go to neighboring country like Kenya. Mm-hmm. So the number of refugees from South Sudan that live in Kenya now have increased to almost 200,000 people. And uh, the country is working now to bring peace, but I don't know for sure how long it will take. But that's what is happening. South Sudan is uh, in fighting. Still very much in turmoil. Exactly. And uh, now how did you meet uh, how did you meet Roger here? Roger is a uh, as he just described himself, anything you need, he's there to to try to do exactly. it. How did you meet him? Exactly. Uh, Roger is a good friend of mine. I met him about six years ago at the church. A friend of mine introduced me to him. And from that time, we have been together. Mm-hmm. And he has come along, he sponsored a child, and always, you know, invited me to to do things. And I have been also a part of his family. Last year, this year in July, we went to the Rovaji camp because he wanted to see exactly where I came from. Mm-hmm. And we went there and uh, met kids that we support and the kid that is still living in the Rovaji camp. We have a mutual friend from our, from our church and he asked me if I would like to meet a former lost boy of Sudan. And he had me at, you know, former lost boy of Sudan. I'm like, I was all over wanting to, to meet Iraq because I'd heard the story. The story is very well publicized. Um, all you have to do is Google lost boys of Sudan and there will be lots of media connections from, you know, things on television, books. Um, just all kinds of print media that's out there about the story. So Iraq and I met, you know, he told me a little bit about, you know, his story. And I immediately said, you know, my kids at our school need to hear this story. His story of um, persevering, working through so many hardships, you know, not having an opportunity, but making the most of any opportunity he was given while he was in the refugee camp. And then the great opportunity he had when he was brought you know, by the United Nations and the United States government as a refugee into America, you know, to go to school. Iraq has graduated from community college. He's graduated from the University of Colorado, Denver. You know, he, um, he took advantage of the opportunities that our great country provides. And I knew that was a message my kids, uh, I'm an elementary school principal, and that was a message my kids at our school needed. And he's now prov- uh, provided an assembly for the students in my school a few different times, and we're on a road show, you know, sharing his story to other schools, not only in in our district, but also in districts uh, in uh, neighboring uh, communities. Now, this is Colorado Issues. Why are we talking about a foreign country? Well, you've just 
said why, because there is an inspiration there for us in our country, as well as a need for us to reach out to people in another country as well. That's absolutely correct. You know, Iraq was settled in Colorado along with around 30 other lost boys. There were over 3,000 who were resettled in the United States. 30 of them made their way to Colorado. And Iraq, Iraq's mission is to not, you know, forget where he came from, but his mission is to look back and see how we can help the people who are still in the refugee camp, help people who are still suffering from the effects of a genocide that is happening in their country. And Iraq, what he does is he looks to match people's bounty here in the United States, here in Colorado, with the great need that we have uh, that's currently happening in Kenya in the Kakuma refugee camp, but is impacting the people of South Sudan. Tell us, Iraq, uh, you started this school, huh? In, in Kenya, how how did how did that come about? It come about from my experience, based on what I went through. And uh, when I get opportunity, I feel like I find my purpose that I need to help people, especially children. And my goal is to rebuild the country of South Sudan because uh, our country has been going through wars and. And many generations have been lost to illiteracy. So my goal is to to give hope to these children who are in Robert camp by give them opportunity uh, to go to school. And describe the school, what takes place there. It's in Kenya, as you just pointed out. Yes. What we do is that we <clears throat> we 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 get a kid out of the Robert camps and put them in boarding school uh, where they could learn. And that's what we do. We raise support here, and then we uh, get them to school uh-huh. in Kenya. We get them out of Robert G. Camps to school. Now, Roger, you went to Kenya. You accompanied uh, Iraq to uh, to Kenya, what, this past summer? Yes, we did. This uh, this past July, we um, went to, to Kenya. We went. We started in Nairobi. Um, and made our way all the way up to the, the northern part of Kenya, not too far from the South Sudanese border, um, into a town called Kakuma, which is the place where a refugee camp exists that a few years ago was 20, 30,000 people. Um, in the last few years, it's been about 800 people a week coming into into the camp. The camp is, is significantly ballooned in population. At the time we were there, the camp director told us there's nearly 200,000 people who are fleeing famine, you know, starvation in South Sudan. Uh, Kakuma is not a great place. It's one of the most desolate places that I could have imagined. Um, and our time there was, was life altering for me. You know, when I first met Iraq, I, I wanted to go and see what he experienced. Um, and I was hopeful to, to be able to go to South Sudan, but I do have a family and my family was, uh, you know, not really uh, interested in, in me going into an area that would be that dangerous. So I said, we won't go to South Sudan, but we're definitely going to the refugee camp because I do need, I want to see, you know, where you came from. And I thought I knew Iraq and his story, but I didn't have an appreciation of that story until we spent time, um, at the Kakuma refugee camp. Um, but in the in the area, it's the Turkana land of the north. 
it's very desolate. There's very little um, vegetation. There's very little opportunities for things to grow. It's just a very it's a wasteland basically. You know where they set up this this camp. And when we uh, we had a lot of trouble getting into the camp. It took us. Um, it took us days to try to work through the process of just getting into the camp. And when we finally got there, we met the um, the camp director. He was Kenyan. He um, was very curious about what we were doing, and he was very curious about what Iraq was doing there. And his comment was, you know, I can't believe, you know, you're here again. Um, he didn't know Iraq, but he couldn't believe that Iraq had come back to the camp because he said, you know, people try to get out of this place, you know, and once they get out, you know, they don't return. Um, my 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 piece of uh, my uh, belief for Iraq is that he is, you know, that Iraq that this country is depending on. He, they need people like Iraq to look back and say. You know, I had an opportunity. I was given um, a great advantage to be able to leave this country, um, but I'm not going to forget this country, and I'm going to look and see how I can help others. So when we were there, um, you know, we by the time we finally got in, you know, we were able to meet with kids. We met with camp leaders that Iraq still knows, and we interviewed students. We interviewed kids who are um, living in the camp. We work with kids who are orphans. Um, so we're not only working with you know kids who are um, who have their families. We're working with the kids who are the the least of the least of these that God has you know God has uh, you know provided. And when we met these kids, we uh, we were just blown away at the opportunity you know that we could possibly give them. And that's what we we come back now to Colorado you know to to share our story to share the work of the Ministry of Seeds of South Sudan and try to get some of these kids into a boarding school. I believe since we've come back, we have about 10 kids that we have sponsorships for that we were able to secure $1,200 $1, a year or $100 a month to be able to provide them with a scholarship to go to school in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And we believe in December... Um, next month, if not into January, we will send one of our directors from the, our program, Seeds of South Sudan, to the Kukuma refugee camp to bring out 10 of the 46 kids who we interviewed. We would sure love to have more, more students join us, but I think at this time we have how many students are being sponsored? We have uh, over 70 students. Over 70 students. Yeah. You, you go into the refugee camp. You take them out of the refugee camp and put them in a school, or is the school in the camp itself? We actually got them out of the refugee camps, and uh, and we put them in a boarding school in Nakuru. Okay. Nakuru is another town that is close to Nairobi. And our goal with this kid is to put them in, in, in this school so that they could get the education not only education, but also to have enough food to eat and also for their health care. So we get them out of the refugee camp. And uh, and you support them with food and, and all this too. So somebody who's sponsoring a child would sponsor not just the education, but also the, uh, the things that the child needs to live. Exactly, mm. exactly. Now, it's interesting, though, that you had a tough time getting back into the camp. It would uh, Describe that to me. That's interesting to me that it would be tough to get 
into that? Is it because of security reasons or since you're from there? Yes, it was because of uh, the United Nations uh-huh. uh, work with the Kenyan government. And for us to go to the Robert G. Camp, we have to go through Kenyan government. And then after that, we have to go to through the UN. Uh-huh. So it, it was hard because... There is a lot of bureaucracy procedures that we need to follow, uh-huh. and uh, after that we manage it. Yeah. But it was not easy. Uh-huh. But uh, that was because we were coming from the United States, and uh, maybe if I were the only one going, it would have been easy in some ways. Uh-huh. Maybe they would no- have not recognized that I was from the United States. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, you live here now. Yes, I live here. In Colorado. Yes. So after all that hot weather that uh, uh, that uh, Roger just described, you're, uh, you're about ready to experience again. Exactly. Some cold weather. Yes. It, it, it was hard to get back because now that I used to call here and go to that hot place, it was very, very hot. Yeah. And uh, Not to mention the altitude. Yes. Yes. Um, the uh, the opportunity that exists for you coming from uh, a country that uh, is being ravaged uh, by tribal warfare, by uh, I'm sure famine, you know, yes. to a country uh, that uh, that has the plenty that we have, it really is an opportunity for people in Colorado to uh, have a heart for where you've come from. Your heart is to go back and to uh, to help exactly. restore things the way they should be, make things better than the way, the way they were in, in your country. But what a great opportunity for you to come into a country that has plenty uh, and an opportunity for us who are listening to this radio program to say, I want to partner with you in uh, giving these children an opportunity. Exactly. It it is a blessing to be here uh, in the United States and to have people support the mission of uh, Seed of South Sudan. Uh, When I speak to students at school, I tell them about, you know, about the thing that they have in, in Africa or in some part of the world, you know, there are thousands of children that want to go to school, but they don't have opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I told them how lucky they are. They have water everywhere. They have food, enough food. And in places like uh, Kakuma, Rovaji Camp, you know, people eat one at a time, sometimes go for several days. And to get water, sometimes you have to walk for 20 miles, thing like that. So it is a blessing to be a part of this uh Part of this country, and uh, and and I always remind people how blessed they are, especially kids, that mm-hmm. they could work out, and uh, because they have all they need to to succeed in school. Uh, in Robert G. Camp, children go without food. Yeah, yeah. And then the other blessing, Roger Vadine, uh, you as a school principal, I'm sure uh, you see. Uh, so many evidences of we Americans taking things for granted and that you can uh, point out that uh, 
we are truly blessed in this country and that where there's hardship, such as uh, Iraq endured and overcame, uh, there is that opportunity to overcome whatever the hardship is in whatever country. We believe that's the, you know, the, the great message that we can share with, you know, with kids, you know, kids that we can actually speak with or kids that just would like to be part of an issue, you know, larger than themselves. We invite, you know, school groups to do fundraisers. We invite community groups to, you know, partner with us. We, we encourage, um, individuals, you know, to walk alongside us and, you know, provide us, you know, with, with resources that we will then put to good use, you know, educating students who are coming from educating kids, you know, that are orphans in the Kakuma refugee camp into Kenya, into a great boarding school. We have students now who are high school graduates. We have six students right now who are in college, a few in medical school, a couple in seminary, and a couple of students studying economics or um, other economic development opportunities so that when they go back to South Sudan, once the genocide and once the civil war of South Sudan is eventually over, you know, this country is going to need leaders. This country is going to need um, a generation of people who are going to come around and lead this country. And right now, South Sudan is, is struggling to to provide the, the education and the growing leadership um, for their for their people. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, you know, equip and and educate, you know, future leaders for this country to take this country into, you know, into a glorious future. We know that eventually, you know, this country, the newest country in the entire world, it only has a six-year history. And while its past is terrible and while its past is full of of destruction and death, the, the, the future, we, we believe, is going to be bright, you know, especially with the, the work of Iraq. My guests are Iraq Garang from South Sudan and the person who originated the seeds of South Sudan and Roger Vadin, who is a uh, school administrator locally and uh, is uh, doing the things that he just talked about. Uh, a couple things. How can – now, you, you, you have about 70 students now that yeah. are supported. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Obviously, the need is great, but the need is dependent on how many donations and how many pledges of $100 a month uh, for the education. So how do people contact you and, um, and, and donate to the Seeds of South Sudan? Uh, people could go through our website and at uh, seedofsouthsudanw.org. Uh, people could also <coughs> uh, contact us, follow us through Facebook, Seed of South Sudan. So there are so many ways that people could uh, contact us. Okay, and that website again is Seeds. Is that plural? Seeds or? or yes, plural. Seeds of South Sudan dot org. Yes. Right. Seeds of South Sudan. They can make a donation there, get more information. Yes. And then the other thing, Roger, um, how could people contact you and say, you know, I really would like to ask if you would do a program for my kid's school or any other number of things in terms of the contacts that you have throughout Colorado. 
Yes, I I will, you know, just um, echo, you know, the seedsofsouthsudan.org website. And I'll also say if, if people go on to in, onto YouTube, we have some videos posted on YouTube that really do give the story. There are four videos um, on there that if you watch those, you will have a, a really good sense of our work. We have a GoFundMe page as well. We have a building campaign that we are working um, to try to secure our secure housing for our students. We're right now in a rented in a rented facility. The owner of the house is not always thrilled that we sometimes have seventy students who will live in the in this house because while the students live. Um, at the school where they're attending while they're in school, because it's a boarding school and there are vacations, when they do have vacations, we can't send these kids back to a refugee camp, right? You know, their home has to be somewhere else. So their home is actually with the organization, and we have a place in Nakuru called Home Base. Our housing situation is precarious and that the owner, you know, would like to sell the house. So we have a GoFundMe page and we have many opportunities for people to, you know, go to the website and donate directly there, you know, towards our, um, our building project, also a sponsorship project. Um, if people would like, um, Either a rock or, you know, me. A lot of times we come together. You know, we're on a, we're on a roadshow. I do have a day job, so I have to be careful of my time. Um, but if you go to that website, there are places on the website where you can click. You're interested in having a speaker come to your organization or to your school. And we have people that, you know, man that website and through that, through that website, um, we will be able to get back in touch with them. So the best place to go is, you know, the www.seedsofsouthsudan. Um, check out, you know, our stories on on YouTube. Um, and then if they're interested, you know, Iraq and I will do our best to make, uh, you know, make a visit, you know, to their school or their organization. I appreciate so much you guys coming in and talking to us. This is really enlightening and really good. Thank you. You're welcome, Tom. Thank you. I've been speaking with Iraq Garang and Roger Vadin from Seeds of South Sudan. I'm Tom Muller. This has been Colorado Issues.